This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe, the number is 94198377. You've been listening to the same. You could never understand. Feel the fortune flowing. You know it isn't straight. A good long ride can clear your mind, restore your faith. And use up a lot of fuel. Devala Murphy. Dead air be gone. You're listening to the Arabug Radio Show here on Radical Radio 3CR. Many, many thanks to Amy Goodman and Democracy Now. I've just got to slow down a little bit here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry about that, Dead Air. You're listening to the Arabug Show. It's a show about bicycles, riding them, fixing them, loving them, and putting bags on them and going for a ride sometimes. <laughs> We've got a Lovely show coming up today. We're going to be talking about plenty of bags and how to equip your bicycle with tear from Frameworks Design. But first off, Faith, good morning. Good morning, Val. Lovely Monday morning here in Melbourne, our springtime morning. It is. Beautiful spring morning. Tia, good to see you again. Good morning. Good to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, We do have a bit of a show coming up. But first off, we should talk about bike moments. Faith. You want me to go first? I do, actually, <laughs> if you don't mind. I've I, got um, um, mics on, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, I had a bike moment yesterday, actually. Um, I, You know when you have a rule and you've followed it so religiously that you forget it exists? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I break one every morning. So, <laughs> I... Uh, um, I haven't been on the extension of the Diamond Creek Path to Hurstbridge, which opened earlier this year, and and I, I just suddenly thought, oh, maybe I'll do that on Sunday. Completely forgetting my rule, never use shared paths on weekends. <laughs> and Ooh. So it was um, the – we just went to Hurstbridge to Eltham and then got on the main Yarra Trail back to Melbourne, but um, – yeah, so the the first ten k's, I think I had about fifteen emergency stops, <laughs> and it was just, it, I mean, it was a sunny spring Sunday, and um, lots of families out enjoying themselves, which was good, and uh, what they should have been doing, and lots of very young children out enjoying themselves, and yeah, I just left the station, and within a couple of kilometres, thought, oh, that's right, I don't do this. <laughs> 
Oh, well, it's reinforced now. It has. I won't forget for a while now. (laughs) I must admit you raise a point. I think a couple of my scariest moments have been along the... um, the pontoons along the Yarra mm. on a Sunday afternoon. You know, it's great, it's packed, but by gee, it can be a bit scary sometimes. Yeah, and um, it, it goes back to that point we've often discussed that shared paths serve a role, particularly when there's not many people using them, but really pedestrian and cyclists need separate infrastructure and their own spaces. Yep. Um, and that can be highlighted in a lot of different spaces, as we all know. Look, I'm, my little bike moment, I know I don't... Well, I don't really go on about second-chance cycles much, <laughs> says Faith laughing. We had our busiest day we have ever oh, had cool. wow. last Thursday. I think it was either 14 or 16 bikes. Wow. And that's in a time frame of 10 o'clock in the morning till half past one from 2 o'clock till half past three. We are running out of bikes. There's nothing wrong with bicycle culture in Melbourne at the moment, I've got to tell you. They're just walking out the door. The quickest we can fix them up, the quicker they've gone, which is... um, Well, and I think more people looking for accessible bikes, like if you look at the squeeze with the cost of living, people who might have gone and bought, you know, a bike from a big store are now having to look elsewhere. Yep. Um, and just on a side note, that uh, quote from Devala Murphy, do you remember her uh, her uh, diet? I remember it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the details. The, 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 well, the thing that I've taken on board from it, actually, she had this really interesting thing of eat as big a breakfast as you could. Oh, that's right. The and then the rest period, of the yeah. day is sort of semi-fast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've embraced it. Actually, it quite works. It's um, I find it a good to start. I don't have an early breakfast, but anyway, <laughs> I thought Devala would help us along the way. <laughs> Tia, yes, something to share. Um, for me, uh, a bike moment is sort of every day for me now because <laughs> I've um, I've been working from home for about the last two and a half years but now I finally have my own little space outside of home and I get to have a lovely commute every morning along the Darabin Creek. Oh I've seen Uh. that commute. Yeah um, a lot of it is single track if um, yeah if I take the other side of the creek um, I have to be careful of snakes at this time of year but yeah definitely through the the cooler months it's yeah it's a mostly single track off-road commute for me now which is just lovely to live in the middle of a huge city and have a single track commute to work yeah essentially like right on my doorstep so that's really lovely that's super cool the lorikeets out in your area oh we have um white-faced herons nearby they nest in our in our tree actually at the front of our house wow which is beautiful yeah, but there's yeah lots of lots of bird life down by the creek. Uh, it's exploded around me now. Mm. It's like you're living in a Ghibli movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's this house with herons out the front, mm. and then you ride along to single track yeah. to yeah, yeah. the little studio where you make beautiful bags. <laughs> living the dream. <laughs> I just before we jump, a couple of bike moments I've shared over the last couple of months of me, me being putting on my David Adam hadn't seen wildlife all around the post. I'm noticing a couple of big foxes lately. Mm. Ran into the fox den the other day. Ah. 
with baby foxes inside. So I'm still playing David Attenborough, led by my dog, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be back just after this minute uh, to dig into deep into framework designs. Yarrabug would like to thank our sponsor, Vacro's Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics, and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Tuesday or Thursday. You're back listening to Radical Radio 3CR, podcasting, streaming, or listening on that old AWA transistor in the kitchen. Look, Faith had just told me maybe uh, I didn't have a microphone on. Heaven forbid that I'd ever make a mistake here. But I'll just read you that Devala Murphy quote again. A good long ride can clear your mind, restore your faith, and use up a lot of fuel. And that's why she loaded up at breakfast time, because <laughs> she had a big long ride in front of her. We, we, she's a great inspiration to all cyclists. Yes, yeah. And a good introduction to our yes. studio guest, Tia Evans, from Framework Designs. A lot of people like to load up their bikes mm-hmm. for a good long ride mm-hmm. with um, Tia's creations. Um, so I guess uh, just for so listeners who might not know Framework Designs, um, five years old, five years you've been making frame um, bike bags for yeah, bikepacking. Yeah, we've just turned five. Um, and by when I say we, it's it's just me, really. <laughs> well, for the most part of five years, it has just been me in a little studio. Um, I have uh, one one woman named Michelle uh, helping me out now, which is great. So, like, the business is growing slightly. But, yeah, for the majority of the five years, it has just been just been me behind the scenes. Yeah. And beautiful bags. Some... Um, you you have a, a range, but then you also do custom frame bags. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so I do a selection of basket bags, um, little panniers, uh, handlebar bags, um, a little bum bag, and then, yeah, custom frame bags. Yeah, I, I have uh, the HSB. Yeah. Which, um, the handlebar snack pack. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's brilliant. I love it because it's... It's deceptively big mm. for the small size it is, but I also love that thing where you can easily take it off and, like, if we go away for a weekend, it's just also my handbag. Yeah, actually, I've got, got mine with me right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, and, just um, take it with me everywhere. But, um, and I, I keep looking for reasons to buy more bags. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually need them. <laughs> yeah, but... um. So Framework Designs has been doing well. You've moved into a studio away from your home, as you just mentioned, and um, taken someone on. Um, But you're also really involved in the whole bikepacking community in Melbourne and especially um, women's bikepacking and encouraging that. So um, with Radical Adventure Riders. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm super 
yeah, super proud to be involved with the little group of volunteers that we have. Yeah. Um, yeah, just sort of trying to get more people riding bikes. Like, yeah, trying to break down some of the barriers that a lot of a lot of people in the community have. Before oh, is my mic on? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think you're number two, dear. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Look, before um, before we get to those enormous barriers that are slowly getting broken down. Tia, give us uh, an idea. Uh, most of the material you use mm. is all. Uh, it's mostly Australian-made canvas, yep. which is great. Um, it's a it's a super durable, waterproof material, um, and yeah, I, I try and get a good balance between lightweight and yeah and durable. Durable. So I'll have, I think a lot of people think of canvas as really heavy, um, and yeah, it's definitely not as light as like super you know, like Dyneema and that sort of fabric. But, yeah, I sort of also want my products to last a long time and be super durable. So it's a great, yeah, it's a great product and it's made in Australia, so. And a lot more easily fixable, I presume, than some waterproof impregnated materials. Yeah, easy to re-spray, re-coat, things like that. I love those qualities you hear about canvas working with it, like, you know, the fact that after you stitch it, it closes up around the stitches yeah. and it has all these sort of, I, I don't know, living qualities almost. Yeah, like. that's right, yeah. 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 And there's a common mis- misconception that canvas doesn't mean waterproof, mm. which I always find um, quite perplexing, actually, yeah. uh, because it is very waterproof. Mm. Uh, yeah. And so if you're talking about bags and radical adventure riders, um, that is one of the issues for people to get into bikepacking, isn't it? The bags can often be quite expensive because there's a lot of work in them. Um, So I think um, what you're looking at now is establishing a gear library that people can access. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, a huge barrier into bikepacking is is the entire setup. You know, mm. you need your bike, all the bags for your bike, all your you know, your sleeping and camping gear. Like, it definitely all adds up. And if, yeah, if you have to buy it all new, it's it's definitely out of reach for most people, I would say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, through Radical Adventure Riders, um, I, I'll be hosting a little gear library in my, in my warehouse um, so that people from... The <laughs> the marginalised genders of radical riders. So just to just to clarify, yeah, radical adventure riders is for um, marginalised genders within the community um, who might not have had a safe space to yeah to talk about bikepacking, have a community around them before. So it is for those people and um, giving them a chance to. Borrow the bags and have a go. Yeah, as well as um, as well as other camping, yeah. camping and sleeping kit. Cool. Yeah, lots of lots of things. Because it, yeah, it's a big investment. Um, before you know, you're going to like it. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, everyone's everyone's bike setup is different. Yeah. You know, you might you might think you need a frame bag or you need a like a saddle roll or you you know, it's yeah. hard to know what's going to work for you straight away. So if you can sort of test test a few different options and then yeah you decide actually yeah this is great I'm yeah I'm 
I do want to invest in this particular product yeah. down the track. Yeah, it's great to just sort of be able to test test the waters a little bit. And and that's really true. I was talking to a friend on the weekend who bike packs and um, she still likes like panniers mm. and everything and, and I'm definitely the saddlebag and the frame bag yeah. and, and we were talking about doing the same rides but with these very different setups. Mm. Um, but it is just often preference, not, you know, it's not necessarily dictated by your bike or something in the end it comes down to sometimes you just like x and you have to try a few things to get to that point of knowing and having that space where it's safe to ask those questions and you're not going to be told you're a dickhead or something (laughs) questions are encouraged (laughs) yeah well it's you know i know i know there are some facebook forums you wouldn't be game to ask Mm, yeah for sure it's funny, isn't it? It's sometimes the more connected become, the more we become reticent to actually speaking our minds. But anyway, Tia, what uh, bicycles have been used for a lot of different things over a long period of time. You know, why do you think it creates an area of safety for a group of people? Whether it's you know, this crosses a lot of different things. Yeah, that's a good yeah. question. Um, I, I guess, mean, it's not lawn bowls. It's not a lawn no, bowl. You know, yeah, I guess it's the sort of combination of being out in nature, using your body. Um, yeah, you can you can definitely enjoy it by yourself, but it's also so enjoyable with other people as well. It sort of just yeah. – I feel like it lends yeah. itself to sort of community and – Well, and there's just been that research done that <laughs> – I mean, the headlines phrased it as cyclists are better people. But what it, <laughs> what it found was that cyclists tend to be more community-minded. Yeah. And, and it was in, I think, Germany. So it wasn't necessarily looking at people who were creating bonds out of, you know, being extremely marginalised. Um, yeah, it was um, – it's in, an interesting part of it that that – activity fosters some sense of connection mm. that then um, creates those uh, that interest in community and how it can work. Yeah. I think that being out in nature has got a big thing to do with it mm. as well. It yeah. sort of strips away maybe the hubble bubble of trouble of everyday sort of existence mm. and being on the watch out for things all the time. And bikepacking reduces things. It's that lovely experience. All you have to do is pack it up, pedal, unpack it, and sleep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's, it's you're right down to the basics every day. Have mm. I got food? Can I get to the next spot? Um, yeah. It sort of uh, strips away, like you're saying, all that peripheral stuff that might be sort yeah. of... And I'm, look, I'm, I'm just speaking from a long time ago... The obvious thing when you went um, touring for 10 days or something and you'd always carry so much more than you ever used. With bikepacking coming along, it actually made you choose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the conversation this friend and I were having. I like the yeah. saddlebag and that because I'm forced I, – I quite like being forced to strip it down to – Yeah. Yeah. yeah, bare minimum. Yeah, whereas <laughs> she likes taking with seventeen kilos on one night ride. Yeah. <laughs> Three raincoats, four <laughs> pairs of pants. Um, yeah, but which is fine. Yeah, like, yep. you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just that that 
accommodating those differences. Yeah. Tia, where I presume the design came from. The designs come from you, and a lot of this, all the work. Yeah, comes that's, from you. That's right. Um, I do all the, all the pattern making and and designing. Um, yeah, and all. Uh, yeah, up until recently, all the sewing as well. Yeah, yeah. testing that, and researching. Yeah, obviously, yeah. like I, you know, it's great to have input from, yeah, other cyclists in the community. Um, I'm always sort of asking. I'm not great at taking it, but I do. I do ask for feedback um, from yeah from other cyclists. Yeah. Well, you have to filter. Yeah. Is is there a beginning to that? Is there a, is there a where was where does that come from? Uh, oh, my background is in textile design, um, but I've always been a sewer. So from yeah from an early an early age, I was always. Uh, you know, making my own clothing and just always sewing things for myself. So I think that's where, yeah, the design the design part comes from. It just sort of is something I have found I can do quite naturally. Like imagine something, work out, yeah, the best way to make it, and yeah, yeah and sort of go from there. I have that understanding yeah. of um, creating structure. Mm. One of the things I like about bicycles, and I'm going to relate it to you, is they set the parameters. These mm. are the boundaries. Yeah. Mm. You can't build a bag that won't fit on the bicycle. Does that free you up in design? Um, I mean, there's a restriction yeah, to it. Yeah, so it's it, – yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh, it would just be so easy to make a bag that didn't have to go on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> but then <laughs> – yeah, then, you know, you have the whole world of, of, yeah. of options. So yeah. it is, yeah, it is good. You have to be practical. You have to, you know, get the most out of your materials and the space that you have. So, yeah, it is It is a good constraint. But yeah. I think one of the features of your bags is that these incredibly functional bags and, and this amazing material they're made of um, that is also really functional but... Um, they look good, like they look, uh, and I don't mean this, but they look like fashion bags. Yeah, like they don't look like bi- like a stereotypical bike bag. Yeah, but they're beautiful, yeah, and that's you. why I like you know the HSP using that yeah. as a like bag, like the 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 brass and all the. I mean, there's some real thought gone into mm. really getting that to a high level too. Thank you. Yeah, I guess I just, you know, I want them to look, I wanted them to just look simple, you know, simple and clean as, as possible. Yeah, it was without, yeah, without, I wanted it, I wanted the bags to be able to, you know, use off the bike and yeah. not look like you're carrying a bike pack. Yeah. So that's sort of, yeah, that's just sort of how I started designing them. Yeah, and no, guess, it's a really distinctive thing. Yeah, I, think. I guess all makers have their own sort of style. Yeah. And this is just what... Yeah, the design process and the aesthetics are just sort of what comes naturally to me. And that's, yeah, this is what they end up looking like. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a really distinctive part of your bikepacking mm. bags compared to others. I know. <laughs> I've got one of your, the ones that go in the wall basket. Yep. And actually, I leave it on the bike. I always get a lot of comments oh, about great. it. Oh, great. Yeah. The composites. There's an elegance and a simplicity to them that actually, without being fussy, but then 
I mean, when I was talking about being constrained by the bike, designing that basket, you're constrained by the wall basket. Mm, yeah. So you're actually more tighter involved yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. And so with um, the gear library, are you guys looking for donations to that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, people can... Yeah, so basically I'll go through just sort of what sort of things we are looking for. Um, they can be backpacking bags that you don't use anymore, any ultralight camping gear, like if you have a, a tent or a bivy or a tarp, um, you know, like cutlery, you know, all camping specific, not yeah. not just your kitchen cutlery, but no. yeah, like lightweight camping cutlery or accessories like bottle cages, multi-tools, bike pumps, racks. Yeah, potentially, yeah. yeah. Just sort of anything that... I think we have a shed full of top pig wraps. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone seems to buy and then they yeah. just you move on to something else and they all just, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we are, we are um, taking donations. You can um, send them or drop them directly to my warehouse in Fairfield. Um, the details are on the RAR Australia Instagram page, also my Instagram page. Yeah, and we'll link to those yeah, too. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, if, if you feel like going through your, you know, your pile of camping goods at home, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's things you don't use anymore. Because that's the thing: as people upgrade, they yeah. often, yep. um, you know, have things that are still in good nick and still of use to someone. If there's a generalisation that bicycle riders are better, uh, inverted commas, better people. They also do have a habit of accumulating mm. a lot of parts <laughs> and accessories that either sit in the garage or sit under the bed, and every so often you have to clean them out. You yep. know, I've, yep. <laughs> I've seen some awful ones. But anyway, if you do have stuff at home, I mean, the more people that get out and enjoy a weekend away and feel safe in that ability to camp, and let's face it, the idea of, you know, Travelling overseas is crazy compared to some of the weekends or four or five day rides we can have around here. You know, yeah. Easy to access on your web page. Um, probably the Instagram. Yeah, yeah, the Instagram's yep. probably the best way to go. Um, yeah, there isn't a RAR specific website. And the Australian Sorry, chapter, yeah, for the Australian yep. chapter, RAR dot Australia on, yep, Instagram. on Instagram. Yep. Yeah, you can message um, them or me directly on Instagram, and yeah, yeah. If you know if there's something you're not sure about donating, or if you want more details, we'll put it up on the website. Yeah, the um, so the the, the library isn't live yet, but <laughs> that's yeah. another thing where uh, we're sort of working out the best way to uh, sort of catalog everything and make yeah. it visible for for people looking through gear. So yeah, we're still in the process of getting that up and running. Yep. Yeah. But it's a, a good time to collect. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Tia, before we let you go, yep. have you got a first bike memory? Oh. <laughs> Apart from like uh, like not having training wheels for the first time. That's like, it. <laughs> I do remember that moment. That's um, the first one. That, that, yeah. That, 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 um, I, well, I recently got a new bike and went for a, a great ride yesterday. Um in Buxton, Ugh. and that was that was great. 
Yeah. So that was a good that was a good first first memory for the spike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> memories Beautiful. are memories yep. are embedded in their own special bike I've <laughs> yeah. discovered. Yeah. It is. I no, I know someone yeah, else yeah. who went to Buxton recently and really enjoyed it mm, after. It's awesome. Yeah. And that's all we've got time for this week. Next up is Shebop. There we go. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.